Hi, I'm Dr. Renee Gasgarth, and I am doing my first solo podcast for your best self, dermatology and plastic surgery. I'm the newest physician to join the group and very excited to be here. And Dr. Saluja Novo and I have been talking this last week about how people choose a plastic surgeon. Obviously, we have ideas about what's the best way to do it, but I also wanted to go over things that patients should be asking their surgeons and should consider. In this age of social media, even I am guilty of looking at Instagram and getting excited about people's before and after results. You'd be surprised how many plastic surgeons I follow. We all think about new things. I've thought a lot about, for example, Russian lifts and thread lifts for eyebrows just because we're seeing them. And it's easy sometimes to get hyped up based on people's social media present. But really, when it comes to a surgeon, you want someone who's safe and well-trained and you wanna be in good hands if, heaven forbids, there's a complication. And it's not just about what they look like, how fancy their office is. Um, So I'm gonna talk about what I think five tips are for choosing a plastic surgeon and things to think about. So the first one I think that does matter is training. Especially in Florida, you'll see a lot of surgeons who say that they're a cosmetic surgeon. And what does that mean? So for example, Dr. Novo and myself are board certified plastic surgeons. So we've had four years of medical school general surgery residency, not everyone does that, some go straight to plastics, three years of plastic surgery, and then I did an additional fellowship. And then we go through a process where we have to collect cases and submit them to a board, which is essentially a two-year process just to say that we're board certified. So when you see a billboard and someone has a beautiful model on it, it may not even be their patient. And if they say they're a cosmetic surgeon, I really encourage people to investigate what their training is. Because anyone, including a family medicine practitioner who has no surgery training, can say that they are a cosmetic surgeon. And I think that additional training is important because it's about your safety. So knowing anatomy, knowing what to do if things don't go perfectly as planned, and also deciding who is a good operative candidate and what the best surgery for them, that comes with a lot of training and experience. Um, The other thing which I do think is important is experience. So Dr. Novo and I were joking that I keep saying, oh, I'm new here and she's going on maternity leave and people keep asking me if I'm her sub. And one, I can't ever take Dr. Novo's place. But two, when you say you're new somewhere, it doesn't necessarily mean you're new to plastic surgery. By the time you graduate from a plastic surgery residency, you've had to do at least 3,000 cases. And Dr. Nova and I, how we know each other is we both went to University of Miami and Jackson Memorial Hospital, Sylvester Cancer. Um, And so we both graduated with over 7,000 cases. Not to mention we've both been in practice for several years now. So when someone says, oh, they're new, there is something to be said for someone who does a lot of something if they still care and they're really focused on attention and detail. But you do want to ask them, have you ever done the surgery before? If you feel like you're not getting a sense that they really know what they're talking about or they're not educating you on it. And um, that goes with my third one, you want to see results. So I will tell you that a lot of plastic surgeons don't want to have live operating. They're not going to be dancing in the operating room. 
and they're not necessarily going to show you all of their results online. One of the things that we take very seriously is patient privacy. So you're not obligated to agree to show any of your photos to anyone ever. And you don't have to be online. And we really try to respect our patient privacy. I found that most of my patients are just very private. But you do want to ask in office what the results look like. And you have to have a critical eye. And we talk about you know, think about if you get your hair and makeup done, right? You're the same person. But if you have one where you're tired and it's bad lighting, and then the second one, someone's professionally done your hair and makeup and you're smiling, those results, even if they're exactly the same and they're not a true before and after, are going to look very different. I think in this age of social media, I've been learning a lot. I, I was joking that the TikTok 14-year-olds look like they're aliens from what I looked like when I was 14. And if I try to watch one of their tutorials on makeup or their dances, it's just, it's a different level. So you have to be aware now that people are savvy. They know what good angles are. They have ring lights. And you want to be realistic about what is your result likely to be like, not just what's their best one, but what's, what is an average result for them? And you want to be specific about what you want from your result. A good plastic surgeon is going to ask you, what's a photo of what you want this to look like? Show me a photo of what you looked like 10 years before. And they should tell you, you know, that's not an appropriate result. You know, your breasts are not going to be up on your clavicle. Your breast blueprint, we talk about sort of where your breast fits on your chest, doesn't change with a breast augmentation. It doesn't change with a mastopexy. So they should be talking about not just their best results with other people, but specifically what your results are going to be. And then the other thing that we've talked a lot about in our practice is that what is their mission? So we want people to feel that we're part of the community and a big part of our job is to educate people, whether that's coming up in May is skin cancer awareness, but also just educate on safety, on options. If you feel like it's a flashy sales experience or if you feel like they're just talking about discounts and cutting off prices, then that's not someone who's really invested in your surgical journey. They're not invested in how to create a, a more confident, happier with your body and the way you look person. Um, there's no good budget way to do plastic surgery. So I think that sometimes people get fooled and they think that they're bargain hunting. But what I would say is that, do you want someone that's rushing through a surgery because they have to do four of them to, and that they're, they're all concerned about money? Or do you want someone who's really taking the time? And a good surgeon's time, sh their operative cost should include all of the pre-op visits and there should be an actual preoperative visit and all of the post-operative care. So I would say that definitely ask them about how you're going to know what to do after surgery, how you're going to reach them if you have questions, who's going to take care of you if they're unavailable. These are all really things to make sure that you're educated on and that the surgeon knows that that's an expectation that they should be doing that you should know ahead of time what your recovery is gonna be like, what you're gonna have to do, and how they're going to be in touch with you, how often the follow-up is. And again, if you have questions, you should feel like you have time to ask them and that you're, they're gonna educate you when you have those questions. 
And then the other thing that I think is really important in South Florida is where they operate. There's a lot of medical tourism all over the world. And frankly, there are really amazing surgeons all over the world. There are people who will travel, though, to Costa Rica just because of a price. And what I would say, though, is that that's not the only cost. You know, obviously you have airline and housing, but also your follow-up care. In the beginning, you definitely are going to have post-operative visits with your surgeon to make sure that you're healthy and safe and that you're recovering how you should. So I think where they are does matter, um, and you should take that into consideration. I also think a question that I'm surprised more patients don't ask is where they operate. We made the conscious decision a long time ago when we were in training talking about it is to always work with an anesthesiologist. So some plastic surgeons oversee a nurse or who's trained in anesthesiology while they're doing the surgery versus we operate in a facility where there's an anesthesiologist whose only job is to look over your health and well-being and who has advanced training in case there are problems or surprises. I think that's really important and people forget that part of the safety. I hope we all know if someone offers you a great deal on filler and it's in a random hotel room and the syringes aren't labeled, <laughs> that you're not gonna do that. But I'd say the same thing, if you're gonna be asleep and someone's gonna be operating on you, you should ask, who's putting me to sleep? How are they taking care of me and where is this gonna be? And I think those are sort of five tips that I would tell people to really think about. Um, Obviously, we all have questions that we have personal for us. And I think that just feeling that your surgeon's going to listen to you, that you're on the same page about your expectations, and that you feel like you have a good rapport with them and a level of trust is really important. So again, if you are choosing a plastic surgeon, you really want to think about their training. Board certification does matter because it's a way of looking at that their experience. You want to ask about the results, but don't be fooled about what lighting and makeup and different poses can do. You want to ask about what their philosophy on educating you is. It should not feel like a sales experience. You don't want the most expensive surgeon, but you also should be careful if you're just price shopping. And then again, you should ask about where they're operating. Make sure that it's a safe facility and be careful if you're choosing to go somewhere for a surgeon and you're going to leave early, make sure that they have a plan to take care of you and to follow up with you. So we hope that this answered some of your questions and educated you. And thank you again. I'm Renee Gaskarth. I'm very happy to be joining for your Best Self podcast, and I appreciate your time.